Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Alrighty, guys, it is time for episode four of the Auto Bit. That was Pull Up Tay on the intro. As always, make sure you guys go ahead and download uh, his music. Go ahead and stream Life Ain't There. It is out on all platforms right now. Um, we don't normally do this, but I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a reminder. Make sure you guys are liking this podcast. Make sure you guys are subscribing. Um, telling all your friends to tune in. Uh, like and subscribe, man. We, we we truly do appreciate everybody who tunes into our podcast, man. And um, every listen counts, every like counts, uh, every subscriber does count. So be sure to um, to give us a rating on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening. Uh, make sure you guys are liking and subscribing um, so we can make sure we get this podcast out to as many people as possible. But now that we got that out of the way, it is time for another episode of the Auto Bed, man. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Today, we are extremely excited. We're going to have St. Peter's men's basketball head coach Shaheen Holloway on a little bit later to talk about his teams. So they're off to a great start, 3-1 and one, uh, in the MAC. Um, so we're going to have him on talk about his team and start to their season a little bit later. But for right now, we're going to go ahead and, as always, start with the best games of this past weekend in college basketball. So, Drew, I'll go ahead and let you start it off. Yeah, man. Um, well, I think the first thing to, thing to note is, um, you know, Chattanooga, man. I think for me, um, they're definitely off to a great, great start, 9-0. and um, they, They're getting ready to go ahead and start conference play pretty soon. Um, they're they're going to start that off against Furman. That's going to be a big-time matchup. Um, we'll, we'll get you guys, to, uh, you know, a little bit more information on that matchup a little bit later. But um, I've definitely been impressed with, with what they've been able to do. Um, they got also able to get a big time win um, over over this past weekend over UAB um, in a battle of the unbeaten. So I definitely want to give a shout out to Chattanooga. Shout out my guy Josh Ayani, uh, DC Warriors basketball man. We go way back. Um, shout out to one of our coaches, Coach Coach Tony Langley, man, the the man, the myth, the legend. Um, without him, you know, we definitely would not be here. So definitely gotta you know give a shout out to my DC Warriors family when I can. Um, also, man, I want to give a shout out to, 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 to Brian, man. I think they've been a pleasant surprise thus far out of the NEC, man. They're, uh, they're seven and two thus far, um, three and one in the NEC. They just came off a big time win over UMass, uh, where sophomore Mikey Green went off for 33 points. Um, also Rutgers transfer Pete Kiss tipped in 21 points, man. I mean, that, that, that backcourt there, Brian is going to be some, some special man with, um, Pete Kiss, Charles Pride, Mikey Green. Um, they, they, they definitely have some pieces, man. Shout out to um, Putnam Science Academy, you know, obviously uh, with, with Charles Pride there and Nate Stokes, man. You guys are always, um, you know, on our minds, on our hearts, man. You guys always are producing you know, the best talent. So uh, I think definitely Brian's going to be a team that has kind of separated themselves thus far in the NEC. Um, they took Syracuse to the wire. Uh, really should have won that game at Syracuse um, to open the season, man. Um, and they've been able to kind of keep their momentum going ever since then, man. So I think they're going to be a, a player 
um, in the NEC this year. If I had to pick a, a favorite, I would definitely say Bryant is the favorite in that league thus far. Um, out of the MAC, I would say definitely, man. I was I was surprised, man. Maris was able to go uh, to Manhattan on the road and get two big time wins. They they, they moved to three and one in the MAC. Um, freshman Ricardo Wright averaged 15 points um, in those two victories over Manhattan. I think he's going to be um, a, a bright spot uh, for Maris. Um, John Dunn's teams always defend. Um, they were able to hold Manhattan, I believe, 39 points uh, in that first win. Um, so I think, you know, they're, they're starting to get their, their – obviously, they're their players, their personnel in the building. Um, and I think that's definitely been a big-time factor in, in their start in MAC play. So uh, shout-out shout out to Coach Serge, man. He, he got on me a little bit about not not showing his Maris Red Foxes some love, man. So I'm, I'm going to give you a shout-out, Coach, man. We definitely hear you guys, man. We see you down at Maris. Uh, you guys are definitely making some noise in the MAC early on. Um, also, man, Iona, they were able to get two wins on the road at Ryder. And we spoke about this last week, Ace. You know, from our time playing at Quinnipiac, uh, Ryder was probably the hardest place to play when we were at Ryder. We never, ever got a win at Ryder. Um, we know it's, it's a little bit different environment now with, with no fans, you know. Um, so that definitely probably contributed to it. But um, it's hard, man, to, one, be able to beat the same team two nights in a row, um, but also go to Ryder and beat that Ryder team two nights in a row. Um, so I don't know. It seems like they're starting to catch their stride. They're three and one in the MAC thus far. So um, I think those were kind of my biggest takeaways from the weekend uh, from the mid-major landscape. But you know, I couldn't end this segment without you know talking about that Gonzaga uh, Iowa game, man. I think um, you know I, I I was I was I was wrong in my prediction. You know, I wanted to go with the underdog in my scoring prediction last week. You know, I predicted that Drew Timmy would outscore our guy uh, Luca Garza, and he I, absolutely. Um, had an amazing performance. I believe he had 30 uh, in that game against uh, against against Gonzaga. Um, Gonzaga was able to get the win. Freshman Jalen Suggs was amazing, man. But, I mean, Ace, what do we think about that game, man? From I mean, just watching that game from a college basketball, you know, fan standpoint, I mean, that was probably one of the best games to watch, man. I mean, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I don't know why you ever thought Drew Timmy was going to outscore Luka Garza. Well, I mean, well to, be, to, to, be, to be fair, he got in foul trouble. He got in foul trouble early, couldn't play. I don't play, care. You know? I, 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 I was going with underdog. I was going with underdog. I, 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 don't, I don't care about anything that has – Drew Timmy was never – he had no chance of outscoring Luka Garza. I mean, don't say no chance. He had no chance. He averaged, what, 26 points a game? You know what I'm saying? Drew Timmy's no not averaging 26. Drew before, Timmy, before this game, he was up there. Man, look. Before the game, he was up there. Yeah, yeah. And you, want, you want to know what Luka Garza is averaging, Andrew? Luka Garza is averaging 28 points, nine rebounds per game. He's leading the country in scoring. And, you know, versus Gonzaga, they only played – I mean, uh, Luka only ended up with 30 and 10. I mean, I mean, I mean it, it was I mean, never going to be – it was never in question. I mean, this dude has been playing – He's looking, been looking like a man amongst boys all right. season. It, it was never, it was never a question. But I told you, man, I wanted to go with the underdog, man. I, I was going with the underdog. You know, Luca did play like what thirty-seven minutes. He never came out in the game. You know. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, let's just look at this dude. Let's just look at Luca's performances this year. I mean, first game out, twenty-six and ten. Goes for a goes for a humble forty-one and nine the next night, thirty-five and ten. I mean, this dude has been absolutely. Then he then he, he goes for a modest sixteen and fourteen. Bad, bad did the offense for him. I mean, you know, sixteen and fourteen only only a double double shooting fifty percent. You know, uh, from the floor. I mean, then he goes out 34, 23, 30, 22. I mean, this dude is is absolutely obliterating college basketball. He's gonna sweep every national player of the year award in the country. So I, I really don't understand that that that, that prediction. But in any event, 
I mean, that was that was one of the most um, – I was I was as excited for that non-conference game as I've been for any non-conference game since I've been a fan of college basketball. And that's saying a lot because I I can't remember a time I – mean, I remember um, literally Saturday I had to go out and run some errands uh, in the morning, and I was literally – quite literally I was probably doing 100 going down 83 here in Baltimore trying to make it back home. I was all the way uh, over in Towson, and it was like 11.45. And I was like, man, this game starts at 12. I only got 15 minutes. And anybody who knows the Baltimore area, it takes about 20, 20, 22 minutes maybe to get from Towson to the inner city. I live in, I live in uh, right, right right, by the Baltimore Harbor in Federal Hill area. Hey, is you know, our address out here? I, I didn't give out our address, man. I'm telling them what I'm telling them. We, about location. We, we, live, we live downtown Baltimore, Federal Hill. It's a great area. But, I mean, I literally was doing about 100 on I-83. If anybody knows that highway, it's one of the, it's one of the most windy highways. But I was – driving like a bat out of hell trying to get home to catch that game. And, I mean, I was as excited to watch that game as, as I've ever been for any any game. And it did not disappoint. I mean, Jalen Suggs looked like one of like, like the best freshmen in the country. Him and Kate Cunningham, I think, are, are one, one and one A. I mean, they, they're, they're outdoing each other on a nightly basis. So, I mean, that game was, was, was amazing. I mean, it was a high-scoring affair, 99 to 88. Gonzaga ended up winning that game. Um, but, man, I, I think Gonzaga, man, we talked about this the other day, Drew, but I think they have a chance to run the table, man. I mean, I don't know if there's a team in the country that can beat them. The only team that, that comes to mind for me is perhaps that Baylor. Uh, I mean, they, they, they were saying that um, they were trying to get that game rescheduled. Obviously, Gonzaga and Baylor were supposed to play earlier in the year, but um, because of COVID-19 protocols, they ended up having to reschedule. So they're trying to get that game rescheduled. So I hope and pray that we get to see that at some point because that's going to be an absolute classic Um but uh, other than Baylor, man, I mean, I know the, the WCC um, is is an absolute bear of a conference this year as well. I mean, BYU, as we just – we'll talk a little about they, they got a great win over San Diego State on the road by 10. Um, St. Mary's is really good. Um, San Francisco has some big wins. I mean, WCC is gonna is gonna be it's gonna be tough. I mean, it's always it's always hard to go on the road and win in college basketball. So you go to a BYU, you go to a St. Mary, Gonzaga could, could certainly chip up in one of those games. But I mean, they're gonna be favored in every single game they play this year. And the talent that they have, this is this is Mark Few's most talented team he's ever had out there in Spokane. So I truly think that they have an opportunity um, to run the table this year. Yeah, man. I think when, when we talk about that Gonzaga team, I think the one thing that really stuck out to me was like. I mean, it seems like everybody embraces their role. I mean, you, you, I, I don't want to, you know, um, talk about Gonzaga and not mention um, Joel, Joel uh, uh, Ayayi, who's definitely been kind of an unsung hero. He had 18 rebounds uh, in a game the other day. Man, I think he's he's been kind of the guy who who a lot of people were, were high on, but, you know, obviously with all this talent, with Suggs coming in, you know, their emergence of Drew Timmy kind of take a quote-unquote backseat. Um, you know, obviously they have Corey Kispert over there. So Andrew Nemhart. Yeah, man. I mean, well. he, he's – He's a guy who really embraced his role, man, and kind of been like that glue guy, the guy to the make. He's gonna make an open shot if you leave him open. He's gonna rebound the ball. He's gonna defend, do all the little things, man. And I mean, can you imagine, man? I mean, uh, uh, this just speaks to the the, the the talent of the Zags. If you have a guy in Andrew Nemhard who was a very highly touted recruit coming out of high school, came into Florida after his freshman year, put his name in the draft. I mean, was was considering going to the NBA. Um, you know, decided to come back to Florida, transfer to Gonzaga. I mean, this kid is not even starting at Gonzaga right now. Like he's coming off of the bench, um, and he's 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 a guy who I think is going to be able to play in the NBA one day. Um, I think he has great size and great pace at the at that position, man. But I think it just speaks to the talent uh, that Gonzaga um, has on that roster this year. I mean, um, this is a team that literally. I mean, if we, I mean, we we, we saw Jalen Suggs. Um, I think it was it was a game a couple weeks ago. He got hurt, rolled his ankle. 
had to, you know, miss a – he ended up coming back in the game, but Nemhard steps right in and, and I think has an amazing game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just pick up the, the, the scoring slack that, that Suggs left. Um, obviously, Suggs ended up having 27 in that game versus Iowa. Um, we know Corey Kispert can fill it up at any moment. I told you, you know, about, about Drew Timmy, and he's averaging 20, you know, this year. Um, I mean, so they just have – Guys who – they have a multitude of guys who can put the ball in the basket. Um, it's, it's, they're they're going to be extremely hard to guard this year. Um, they're going to be able to put up a lot of points. So, I think um, in order to kind of be able to beat the Zags, um, I think the, I mean, the only thing you got to do is hope they have a bad shooting night, honestly. Um, hope that, you know, you, you, you can, you know, make them miss a couple threes. You know, maybe hope somebody gets, you know, gets sick or something, has to miss a game. Maybe maybe Drew Timmy misses, misses the bus if left in Spokane or something like that. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I don't really see too many teams that can beat this guy's like team, um, you know, up, up, up until March. Yeah, if I had to go to Vegas and put money on a team right now to win a national championship, it would 100% be the Gonzaga Bulldogs. So I might, I might have to go ahead and go into D.C. and place a little bet because it's illegal to bet in Maryland. But I, I really might make that drive to D.C. and put some money on Gonzaga to win it all. But um, some other games that, that stuck out to me this weekend, um, I think the biggest win for me of this weekend um, was Hofstra over Richmond. Um, that was a huge win in, for the CAA. Um, Richmond was a top 25 team. They had, they've had some great wins. They've looked outstanding of this first conference part of the season. And um, Hofstra was able, to, was able to beat them uh, Tuesday night uh, in, in an absolutely great game. I mean, that was a monumental win for that, for that program um, heading into CAA play. Um, I mean, also, I mean, we, and the, this is a Richmond team that has wins over Kentucky that we, we, we've seen them beat Vanderbilt. I mean, they, they're a really good team. Um, also, we, we already touched on Brian over UMass. Touched a little, touched a little bit on BYU over San Diego State. Um, St. Mary's um, went, beat Colorado State by 20, held them to 33 points. Um, I mean, that was a statement to me because I mean, we talked a lot of, on this show obviously in recent weeks about the WCC Mountain West rivalry, and and um, I mean, St. Mary's had, had a bit of statement win over there, holding them to 33 points in Division One basketball game. I mean, that 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 is a heck of a, a heck of a feat. Um, in, in, in any game, um, another game that that I that I think stood out to me was Western Kentucky. Man, they they beat uh, Alabama uh, over the weekend. Man, I mean Western Kentucky has looked extremely extremely good over over this non conference um, schedule. They've beaten URI, they've beaten Memphis, they've beaten Northern Iowa. And now they pick up that win over Alabama. I actually watched that game. I mean, they they have to be they have to be in my opinion um, the favorites in, in the conference. You would say at this moment. I mean, obviously UAB was off to an undefeated start. They just lost to Chattanooga, so they they they're, they're going to be there. I mean, Old Dominion is really good. Um, Conference USA is going to be a good conference again, but I think if I had to if I had to pick one team to, to win that to win that conference, um, I think it would be Western Kentucky. I mean, they, they've looked extremely extremely good. I mean, you said you watched that game, Drew. What were some things that something that you noticed uh, in that game? Yeah, I mean, I think just um, obviously you know Alabama is no slouch. You know, they they have a lot of talent over there. Um, obviously with Javon Kennedy, um, with you know the influx of transfers that Nate Oates uh, has been able to get to Alabama. I mean, and, and Western Kentucky went on the road um, and played them tough the entire game. The game was close, but I think the thing that really um, stood out to me was was Charles Bassey, man. I know I've, I've I've mentioned him before on this on this podcast, but he's a force. Um, I mean, he's obviously you know was a five star recruit coming out of high school, so we know that he, he could play anywhere in the nation. Um, but he's clearly the, the best player in Conference USA this year. Um, the impact that he's able to have on the defensive end, uh, blocking shots. Um, he's an energy guy. He rebounds. Um, I mean, he just, he's just he's tough to guard, man, I think, for, for anybody in the country at that forward position. Um, and, I mean, he just is able to really level the playing field for those guys um, because, you know, when, when Western Kentucky matched up against these Power 5 programs, we saw them match up against Memphis earlier in the year. And, I mean, he's right there with those guys, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think when you can have a guy like that who's um, just as good, if not better, 
know, than anybody else on the floor, uh, no matter if you're a mid-major or a high-major. I think that um, that's special, man. And um, also, I'm not, I'm not sure if we uh, – we didn't mention this earlier, man, but we actually were able to watch one of the best mid-major games that took place over the weekend, too, um, Murray State versus Austin P. Um, and, and Austin P was able to avenge a 30-point loss um, to, to Murray State earlier in the year. That was a great game to watch. Um, you know, back and forth action, obviously. So I think that um, those teams who were picked for uh, – they were both picked to win the OVC. They were like co-champs or something like that in the preseason. Um, that was definitely a, a, another major game uh, to watch. Yeah, for sure. I was getting ready to get to that. I mean, like, like, like you said, uh, that, that, that Austin P. Murray State game was a thriller the, the other night. Um, that game was on ESPNU. Um, Belmont um, also start off is off to a great start. They're eight and one. They got a big one that same night uh, over Evansville. I mean, the OVC is always a great major conference. I mean, every year you're seeing you know Belmont and Murray State you know battling out to see if, if they're going to get two bids in the tournament. Um, Austin Peay's going to be right there this year, man. I mean, that that thirty point loss definitely stung. Um, but that that was a huge bounce back win uh, to 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 beat Murray State to to get that split in the conference, which could be huge down the line. We're talking about tiebreakers in the conference tournament. Um, but the OVC is going to be fun, man. Belmont is really good. Obviously, like you said, they're off to an 8-1 start there in first place right now. Um, Belmont and Murray State are actually going to play next week. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later in the show. But um, the OVC definitely is going to be a fun conference to watch, man. So, um, with all that being said, man, we, we want to make sure we get you guys over to this interview. Um, so, like we said earlier, man, we're going we're gonna to have Sha Holloway, the head coach of St. Peter's men's basketball. Um, like we said earlier, St. Peter's off to a great start there at three and one. They were able to get a split this past weekend over Monmouth. Um, so we caught up with, with Coach Shaheen Holloway um, and, and talked about that, man. So we're going to go ahead and get you guys over to that interview right now. We are live here on another episode of the Auto Bid, and today we are joined by none other than St. Peter's head men's basketball coach Shaheen Holloway. So, Coach, thank you for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me on again. I appreciate it. How you? How, how you guys been? Everything, everybody's good and safe? Yes, sir, man. We've been good, man. You know, can't complain. How about yourself? Man, staying low-key, man. Trying to stay out the way, brother. Trying to stay out the way. Yes, sir. I feel you, man. I feel you, man. Um, so, Coach, man, I know you guys just came off a, a big-time weekend uh, week, weekend split at Monmouth. You guys were able to uh, come away with the victory in the second game. Um can I talk about, you know, you guys play this far and in the MAC. You guys were able to start off the the the, uh, the MAC play with two wins at Niagara. Um, so, can I talk about how you guys how you feel about uh, you guys played thus far this season? You know what? It's to be honest with you. You know, um, it, it's it's been kind of crazy. You know, um, right before the our first game against St. John's, we only had ten practices in, um, so I I didn't know what to expect. So right now, to be honest with you, I'm still learning my team. You know, I've been I'm, I'm fortunate to have seven guys returning from last year, so I kind of been riding those guys. But my new guys, I gotta get those guys acclimated to my system and what I do. And it's been hard because we haven't had no practice time, and especially for us. I mean, I'll be honest, with you, like 2020 has kind of been, you know crazy, but it's been crazy for us because we don't have a home gym. So we don't have a gym to practice in. We don't have a gym to play in. So we practice in one high school and then we play in another gym. So we just kind of on the run, you know what I mean? It's like AAU basketball. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Well, yeah, what's, what's up with that? You said you guys don't have a, a home gym. Yeah, so our gym is getting renovated right now. Um, you know, we post, it was supposed to got done. It's supposed to be done by January, the, the end of January, but I think it got pushed back because of COVID. So they started, um, you know, renovations, I think, like I want to say March. 
somewhere around there, April, May, like somewhere around there. And um, it's just not done yet. So we practice at a high school, Maris High School, and we play our home games at NJCU. Um, a Division three college. So it, it's so we kind of been all over the place, man. Wherever we could get in for practice in a gym, that's where we kind of go. A couple high schools, man. So it, it's <laughs> it's been crazy. Man, that's that's definitely something new, man. I, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. A Division one program don't, don't even have a gym, man. But y'all, you guys are off to a three and one start. Um, Casey last night had a had a big game, man, with six blocks. Um, to lead you guys on the defensive end of the floor, man. I mean, talk about his his presence. And his um, impact on you guys' team um, on the defensive end of the floor. You know, Gates has always been, ever since you know he got in the league with us, he's always been a good defensive player. You know, he uh, obviously last year again defensive player of the year. So, um, you know, he's a guy that anchor our defense. Um, you know, this weekend he was in foul trouble both games though. I mean, he only, um, the first game Friday night I think he played like I want to say sixteen minutes, and last night he played like maybe nineteen minutes. Um, you know, he was in foul trouble. I think he even fouled out the first game. Um, but, no, he fouled out last night, I think. I don't know. He fouled out one of the games. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he kind of been in foul trouble both games. So, you know, like I was playing to the refs last night, you know, you got the defensive player of the year. And he and what he do is block shots. Then you, you got to take away what he do well by calling fouls. Um, you know, some of them are fouls, some are not fouls, you know, but sometimes you got to let some things go. So just to answer your question, you know, no, nah, he definitely ain't got our defense. And it's good to have him, you know, back there blocking shots for us. But we need other people to step up as well. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about thus far, um, you know, Speaking towards that, uh, to that Mama series, the first game, uh, Mama was able to win the first game, 78-76. And then the next night, you guys are able to win the very next game by the same exact score, 78-76. So two very close games. Um, can I talk about the dynamic um, with the MAC this season, man, with playing the same team back-to-back um, and how tough you think that's going to be to try to steal two, you know, steal two wins? Well, to be totally honest with you guys, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, we don't need to do it as a staff. I mean, as as a league, the geographics of our league, other than Kinesis and Niagara, everyone else is close enough where we could get there. Um, so to have back-to-back games, I think is terrible for the kids. It's bad for their they bodies. It's, it's bad for the, you know, the wealth of the kids. I mean, we we playing games Friday and Saturday. Kids are shot, shot. You know, um, fortunately for us, we had, a series already, you know, um, mom didn't have a series. So they kind of got the effects of Saturday game and we kind of jumped them early in the, in the first half, but no, nah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's tough, man. And it, it'll, I think in the long term, it's going to be bad for the players. I mean, think about it with COVID and everything going on right now. The last thing you need is to play two games back to back in on these kids' bodies right now. It just mentally and physically is not good for them. So I'm not a fan of it. At all. Now, I mean, one one thing about you guys, though, um, your team is extremely deep. I mean, last year we, we had you on the spring. You were talking about how you you, you like like to play um, a lot of guys. I mean, this year's team, you, you guys have eight eight guys that average over 13 minutes a game. Last night you had five guys that were uh, in double figures. I mean, talk about um, the depth of your team and how that's one thing that can potentially help you guys um, on these back-to-back nights where you're going to be playing two games in a 48-hour period. In a 24-hour period. Well, I'll be honest with you. Last year, 
I would have said, you know, I wasn't worried as much because we did play 12 guys, double figure minutes. This year I'm playing seven guys, you know, only double figure minutes. And that's like, like, I, like I said, when I first came on, I got to try to get my new guys comfortable with me in, in the system. And they just haven't been able to do it because we haven't had practices. You know, when you don't have a summertime, you know, last year we had both summer sessions and then we had a preseason. This year we didn't have anything. You know, my first practice was, we played on November 25th. My first practice was like November 12th or something like that, November 10th. So it was, you know, we like I said, we still learning each other. So, um, you know, I got to get those guys more minutes and get comfortable, man, because we're going to need them. I can't just play seven guys. I don't like playing like that. Now, Coach, obviously last year you guys were able to kind of um... – you know, obviously defeat Iona in the MAC tournament last season, and you guys uh, were picked second in the league uh, coming into this season. Um, how do you feel this year, kind of about having having a talking on you guys back, and you know, going into the season as kind of a team that many people are predicting to kind of be there at the end of the year, um, win the MAC, you know, reach the NCAA tournament uh, potentially? You know what? I don't really get into all that, twin. To be honest with you, um, you know, we got picked top for third this year with with uh, Mammoth. You know. By the, by the way, Mammoth is going to be really good, man. You know, this was just their second game. You know, once they get some games under their belt, you know, they got, you know, pretty much the whole team back from last year, except Ray. I mean, they got senior leadership. I mean, they're going to be really good. I got a lot of respect for those guys. But um, for us, man, we just – I don't – me and my team, we, we, we don't worry about, you know, preseasons and picks and stuff like that. We just go out there and just play. You know, so I don't really care about when we just pick third or fourth or fifth or whatever. You know, my thing is, you know, it counts at the end. So I'm just trying to get better every time we step on the court. That's all. Now, I mean, you you, you guys have been, been pretty fortunate uh, thus far to have played, you know, a, a, a good amount of games. Like, I think you guys have played eight games. You're going to play a game on Wednesday. That'll be a nice game. I mean, there's teams in the back that haven't played that, a single man. No, no, no. Man, don't start that, man. Don't, don't, don't. Hey, look, don't, shit, look. Man. don't, don't start I'm, that, man. I, I'm going to knock nah, on wood. Man, I'm going to knock on wood right now for you. I'm going to knock on wood right now yeah, for you. I'm not going to say wood right please now do, for man. you. <laughs> please do, man. Now, you know what? Um, You know what? Um, Yeah, man, it, it's 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 tough, Twin. It's, it's tough, man. You know, it's. I feel bad for these kids because these, these kids come to you know, college for the whole college experience. Not not just basketball, you know, the social part of it, you know, just being a part of everything. And right now, I'm asking these guys, they, they can't do anything. Like, they don't lock down. And I tell them all the time, man, this is how you have to be if, if you want a season. You know, so so far, you know, it's been so good for us. They're not going to win. My guys been, you know, good in trying to, you know, handle things. It, it hasn't been easy. Um, you know, getting tested three times a week and just trying to stay in the, in the so-called bubble. You know, you got, like you say, you got some teams in our league that hasn't played yet, um, which is tough. It's going to be tough on them, man. You know, most everybody trying to get to these 13 games, you know, because 13 is a number that you could be eligible to, to play in the tournament. So, everybody trying to get to 13 games. So, we just trying to take it one day at a time, man, to be honest with you, man. Every time we get tested, you know, my heart is in my pants, man, because you just never know, man. Now, one thing I'll say, Coach, from, from playing against you guys in the Mac, man, and, um, you know, St. Peter's kind of had this identity, right? Like, St. Peter's has this identity where you guys are always, you know, tough. You guys defend. Um, you know, you guys, you know, you guys and you may not win in the prettiest way, but you guys always find a way to get it done. And uh, I think that, you know, from watching you guys, man, it seems like your team kind of takes on your identity. You know, from you being a New York guy, you know, people, you know, guards from New York are known as being, you know, tough. Um, not as tough as, you know, us DMV guards, but you know, y'all, y'all all right. <laughs> Hello, Drew. I knew Talk to him, Drew. 
I knew that was coming up. I knew that that was coming up. I knew you were going to put that little plug in there. I know. It's a, here's a good thing, man. The one thing I'm happy that you got my state right. You know, last time you said I was from Jersey, so at least we learned it from this, man. You know, <laughs> but you know what, though? You'd be right, Twin, though, to be honest, man. You know, that's one thing we are. Like, we, you know, we, like, that's what we rest our hat on. We rest our hat on defense and, 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 and try to out, outplay people. You know, that, like, we got to, you know, we, I got a saying, you know, on my team, like, we got to, we got to be the team that do everything to win. You know, we got to get all the 50-50 balls. We got to get all the loose balls. We got to get charges. Like, we got to do everything because we're not good enough individually to beat teams. But as a team, meaning all, all the whole team and the coaching staff, we good enough that way. So we got to put everything we can into it. So defense is a staple of who we are and what we do. Um, yeah, and like you said, my team taking my personality. Like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a competitive, you know, I'm a fiery person. I'm passionate about this game of basketball, and my team play with that edge as well. Yeah. Now, um, this weekend, um, looking ahead, obviously you, um, you got to play in St. Francis, Brooklyn on Wednesday, and then you got slated to go to Canisius um, and play this weekend uh, in Buffalo. Um, Canisius is off to a one-on-one start. They had a bye this week. Um, they, they have a player, Majesty Brandon, who's off to, to, a, to a high start, averaging just over 18 points a game. Um, what are you guys looking forward to for, for, the, for that uh, matchup with, with, with Canisius, and how are you guys going to be um, preparing to, to go in there and stop him and to slow down uh, Canisius? You know, Kanisha's a very good team, very well coached, great coach, and Reggie Witherspoon, you know, great guy, big-time coach. Um, but right now we kind of focus on St. Francis, Brooklyn. You know, we kind of focus on that and try to handle that on, on Wednesday and then, you know, try to go to Kanisha's again. You know, we, it, it, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say something. You guys are going to look at me like I'm, I'm funny, man. You can't look ahead because with, with COVID and things going down, man, things are happening every week where it's, it's hard to look ahead, right? So – Right now, we kind of focus on tomorrow, right? Tomorrow is, you know, we had today off. Tomorrow, we're going to go in, get a lift, you know, watch some film, you know, do an individual and take a test. So that's what I'm looking forward to because we got to get past tomorrow first. Then once you get past tomorrow, then you got to get past Tuesday, right? And then now it's Tuesday. Now you got – now it's game day on Wednesday. Now you got to take another test to get that. So so I, I don't look ahead, man. I just – I take it as it comes because it, it's, it, nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. No, but getting back to your question, you know, Majesty is a, is a great player. Kanisha is a great team. So I'm sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a heck of a bottom. Sure. Now, Coach, um, obviously for you, man, you're a guy who obviously um, from your coaching career at Seton Hall was able to have a tremendous amount of success. And um, you've been able to kind of build the St. Peter's program to a place where you guys um, are moving in the right direction. And speaking on this season specifically, you guys were able to take St. John's down to the wire. A lot of people uh, watching that game thought you guys were going to be able to finish Finish that one out. You guys have a win over LaSalle already out of the A-10. Um, how do you feel about just the, the, the direction that, that your program is heading in? And, um, you know, what do you think you guys have to do to kind of break down that barrier and get St. Peter's uh, into the NCAA tournament? You know what, Twin? You know, it just – like I said, we take it – I take it game by game, man. You know, going back to that St. John's game, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of things that we could have done different. But for us, you know, we blessed to just be playing this game have an opportunity to play with everything that's going on. And then, you know, we, we going to learn from it. You know, we was opportunity. We was blessed to have the opportunity to play against a biggie school. You know, I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, coach Anderson, you know, wanted to play us because there's a lot of teams that don't want to play us right now that it kind of sucks, especially in the, in our area. Um, so we got to go out and try to get, get games. But, you know, I've, I've been, you know, very fortunate that, you know, coach Anderson at St. John's wanted to play this year because we definitely need the game. Plus we need the money 
the guarantee money, and also with Merlin, the, the University of Merlin playing us. So um, those two games were definitely games that, you know, we playing on the stage where my guys get a chance to play in front of a different audience, which is always good. And then you get the opportunity to, to play against a Big East school and a, and a Big Ten school. I mean, what else more can you ask for? Um, so, you know, to answer your question, we're just trying to take it game by game. I don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, we're just taking it game, game, game by game and trying to get, get better every day. And when the chips fall, the chips fall. Now, you spoke earlier um, about this year having, you know, seven guys returning from, from last year's team. Um, this year, I mean, out of the ten guys that you guys played last night, only one of them is a senior. I mean, so for the next few years, you guys are going to have a, um, some guys returning and an opportunity to kind of grow this program the way that a lot of the major teams, you know, see success with, with players that come back and play four years. You know, um, Casey has another year. Plus, this year technically doesn't count. So you have a lot of guys that, that could t- potentially be returning for next year. So, I mean, what do you think about the, the, the direction um, that your program is going in and the players that you guys have returning with the opportunity that you guys might have uh, um, in front of you? Well, you know what? It's, it's scary, Twin, because as we all know, you know, in, in January, that rule is going to change. And when that rule changed, a lot of things for mid-major basketball is going to change. You know, so um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have this team next year. I don't know who's going to be on the team next year. Yeah, you know, I know they're giving everybody the, the year back, but, you know, that could be scary as well. You know, guys could be want to move on and go play somewhere for two years. So when that rule changes in January, it's going to change a lot of things. So I don't know what the team is going to look like. Um, if we stay together, it's going to be a beautiful thing because we can we get a chance to, to grow and, you know, and, and, and keep building. But I just don't know how it's going to look. I'm just being honest with you, man. I have no idea. Now, looking at um, this season, man, what, one of those younger guys that you guys have who's uh, been able to play pretty well thus far is uh, Daryl Banks. And um, obviously right now he's leading you guys in scoring at um, – 12 a game, almost 13 a game. Kind of talk about the improvements that you've seen in his game uh, from year one uh, going into year two. You know, Dow was playing with a lot of confidence. Um, I wish we had a summer because this summer was going to be huge for them for my sophomore and junior class. You know, getting some individual time and getting better. Um, that's one of the things we, we do here at St. Peter's. And then when I was at St. Hall, like our guys get better yearly. That, that's what we take pride in, getting guys better and doing it individuals. Um, so Daryl it's taking a step. I got to get Daryl to be more consistent. You know, I thought Daryl had the first couple of games this year, he played really well and then he kind of faded a little bit. And then, you know, this weekend he played, you know, good again. Daryl's got to get consistent. You know, Daryl got to get that killer instinct in him. He's a great kid, come from a great family, a great student, you know, uh, honor roll student. Now he just, he got, he got to get that, that dog in him. That, you know what I mean? He, he's just a generally nice kid. Um, one of the, one, one of those kids, if you had a daughter, you want your daughter to date. Because you know she's going to be in great hands. Um, but we, we got to get Dow to get a little bit tough, you know, tougher. And, and, be, and, and be more selfish. He's, he's very unselfish. I got to get him to take more shots. Um, and, that, and that goes for, you know, all those guys that came back. You know, you know it was good to see Doug at it this week, this weekend come out of his, you know, his shell. I mean, he was, he was struggling, you know. Um, these, the, the last two games, his mom have got him going. So I hope, hope he continues. Um, we got to get Casey keep going. We got to get the uh, – you know, Fusini, one of the twins, been playing well. We get the other twins to start playing well. You know, and then you know, Matt Lee. No one talks about him, but he's been solid. I mean, he's been solid as solid could be for us. He's been the guy. The reason why we've been getting off to these good starts is because of him. So I just want to get those guys going. Plus, get our our new guys going and get and get our new guys comfortable. Yeah, sure. 
Now, on a little bit of a lighter note, man, I mean, I, I know you guys got, 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 got a game on Wednesday, then you got to head to New York this weekend uh, to play Canisius uh, up, in, up in Buffalo. Um, obviously, with, with COVID, there's not, a lot of, there's not a lot of things that you can do, but do you guys have any plans to, to get together for Christmas, man, and spend any time with, spend any time with, um, um, with the guys? You know what? It's, it's funny you say that, man. I'm just talking with, with my administration and my, my trainer. You know, we, I'm trying to figure it out. I'll be honest with you, Toy, man. I don't know, like, trying to see if the kids can go home for Christmas, but I'm scared because when they go for Christmas, because the, the, the numbers is up so high, anything can happen, and then, you know, it takes away from their season. So I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, for Thanksgiving was easy because we played the day before Thanksgiving. We played the day after Thanksgiving. So we had Thanksgiving dinner as a team. It, it was great. But, you know, Christmas is tricky right now, man, because, you know, these kids I definitely probably want to be around their family. But at the same time, I'm not sure we can let them go outside the bubble because of everything that's going on. So I got to try to figure it out the next couple of days. Um, so, you know, when I know, you know, I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know what we're going to do yet. I just don't know. Of course, man. You know, it's, it's really crazy. Last time we talked to you, um, you know, we were mentioning, you know, the, the, that crazy uh, McDonald's All-American game, you know, with you and Kobe. And it was crazy because literally me and my brother were in the house uh, like a couple of days ago. It might have been last week. And we're watching all the, all the Smoke podcast uh, with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. And they actually had Kobe on there. And they were literally talking about the game uh, that you were telling us about, man. It was crazy because I thought back to your interview. I was like, dang, man. Uh, so he was telling us about this, man, the, the between the legs pass and all that, man. So um, they, they gave you a shout-out on it too, man. So um, for you, man, just kind of – just talk about, man, how – how important that is to you, man, or how special, you know, that moment is that, you know, you got that kind of – your name is kind of asked in history forever, you know, with guys like Kobe and, and you know, the, the list goes on and on for the amount of pros that were in that game. I mean, what, what does that mean uh, for you? You know what, that, you know, those times were special times, man. You know, times that you really, you know, you, you cherish, you know, especially the time with, with, with Kobe, um, you know, God bless the dead. And, you know, I watched the interview, too. You know, a lot of people call me about that because Steven Jackson was hating because he was mad that he said he should have got MVP. <laughs> and, and, you know, and he was he was telling people that I had, you know, nine turnovers, you know, just because, you know, you know, Steve actually played well that game. But, you know, I, I control the game. I think I had, like, maybe 10 points, but I had, like, eight or nine or 12 or six. And I had, like, seven steals. You know, and I had, highlight, I had highlights real in there. Um, Steve had, like, 25. He did. But at the end of the day, they, they gave it to me, you know, and it's hard for him to swallow. You know, but it is what it is. And Steve, my man, too, you know, that like, that's my guy. Like, Steve is my guy. Great dude. You know, what, like, what he's done with this whole George Floyd thing, I salute him, man. He took that, you know, and took that to another level, man. So what Steve has done, you know, it, it, it's remarkable. Um, but just talking about, you know, that game in, in itself, like I told you guys before, man, the people that was in that class is, is just unheard of. One of the best classes in the, in, in one of the best high school classes in the country and ever, you know, having that many McDonald's of America and that many pros. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, it's funny, man, when I talk to some people, you know, parents, like whether they fathers or they older brothers and their uncles and some of the kids I'm recruiting them have no idea who I am, but they, their parents know me. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of funny, man, but you know, it's, it's a good thing. For sure, man. I mean, um, that was the last question that I have for you. I know you sit in the car, so I don't want to take too much of your time. I don't know if anything else that Andrew wanted to ask. Yeah, man, I, I, I can't let Coach go, man, without putting him on the spot here, man. I got I to gotta put you on the spot here, Coach. 
And uh, obviously, like I mentioned, man, we know you you one of the top top guards to ever come out of New York, man. So I cannot let you go without having you give us your your, your starting your all time starting five, man, from New York. You know, if, if you had to make a starting five out of all the dudes that played in New York, man, I can't do that, man. Wow, you really put me on the spot now, too. See, that's something you probably should email me or text me two days ago, and I had time to think about it. But I. I mean, that's hard to do right now, to be honest. When I'll be honest with you, man, it's, it's too many good players that came before me um, and, you know, some players that came after me to just pick five. So I, I can't give you five because it's just, just – it's too many good players, man. It's, it's you know, listen, New York ain't – like, listen, New York, New York is not like D.C. Like, D.C. got a couple good players. New York got a lot of good players. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to get you back. I had to get you back. I had to get you back. But now, you know – um. No, you know what, man. That's tough, man. I, that's a tough one. Man. If you had to, if you had to say from your generation, who who, who would you say? My generation. Yep. You know, yeah. Five people. People wouldn't really think, or maybe wouldn't wouldn't really know unless they was from New York. Oh man, my generation. Okay. I would say, um, obviously. So you're saying people that. People don't know, or people that that people know. Uh, e- either one, either one, whatever you wh- whoever you would put in your five. Man, from my era, I would go obviously myself, uh, Ray for Austin, Skip Timalou, uh, Shamgar Wells. Um, man, it's probably a, a guards thing. <laughs> obviously, you gotta put Steph on in there, and and, and Felipe Lopez. You know, though you know, Felipe changed the game around before before LeBron James Felipe Lopez was that dude. And I don't know if you guys know Felipe, man. Like he was that dude. Um obviously he's not from New York, but him playing at Rice and living in New York, I gotta throw him in there. Um man, that's a tough five right there. Wow. Yeah, that's a you know, man, that's a that's a tough five. But I I would say guy that's older than me, I would go with obviously Kenny Anderson. Um, Dave Edwards, you know, God bless the day. You know, Dave told me how to play ball. He's a legend. Um, obviously, you know, Rod Strickland, Pearl Washington, you know, Dr. J, you know, you know, guys like that. And then everybody know Mike is from New York, so you got to throw Michael Jordan in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> now they claiming yeah. Mike. I'm tired of New York, man. Mike is from Brooklyn, man. You guys got to know your history. Come on. He don't, even, he don't even claim New York, man. He don't claim Brooklyn. You, you, hey, you ain't got to claim it. He's from there. Not you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to tell you what's crazy. Like, Melo is from Baltimore. Nah, DC. He's from Baltimore. Don't, don't do that. Melo's from Baltimore. Nah, he's from Baltimore, but he was born in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, from, he's a New York cat. Now, he don't New York, claim New York, though. Like, like when you, but listen, when you read stories, he always put them in there. Always. If you ask Melo, Melo, where you from? He's going to say I'm from Baltimore. If you ask yeah, Jordan, from, where you from? He's going to say North Carolina. He, listen, they might say that, but when you read their biographies and you read and you read stories, they always say, "I have to say I'm I'm, I'm born and raised in New York." So, hey, listen, I ain't making this up. It is what it is. Hey man, tip, tip, tip. And, 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 I, and I'm gonna tell you this: Mike is the greatest, and Melo is my god. But we don't need to claim them. <laughs> but listen, you know what I'm saying? We don't listen. We don't need to claim them. We got like we got enough already. Like we don't need to claim them. I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess, but I mean, if you're going to get the DMV, you got to claim them, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got real legends, you know what I'm saying, from down here, you feel me, man? I mean, if y'all want to go against the basketball capital of the world, 
you know. I got a lot of respect for I got a lot of respect for DC, man. But I didn't came in DC and talk DC up many <laughs> times, man. You know what I'm saying? Like DC, like those dudes is my dudes out there. But I didn't. I caught wreck out there too, man. Who Check who was from DC in your era? Like like who 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 were the best guards in, in in this area from when you were when you were in school? Man, man. Oh, Victor Page was from there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. VP. Um, Ed Sheffield was from there, right? What'd you say one more time? I said Ed Sheffield was from there, right? I'm I I don't know honestly. That name ain't that ain't don't, don't sound familiar to me. See, I'm saying you guys, here. see, you, you guys don't know your history, man. That's when DC Assault was in effect, not not DC Premier, DC Assault. You I know, know DC I mean? Assault, Curtis right? Malone. No, yeah, Curtis Malone. You know, those like you know, you know Troy Weaver. That's when Troy started. Like like those, my guy. You know, yeah. Troy is the general manager of an NBA team now. You know what I mean? Um, in Detroit. You know, you know Mark Karcher. You know, the old, like, all those dudes, man. Like, you know, that was, you know, that was, like, that was my era dudes. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I mean, it sound real good, man. I just know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not a lot of places in the world that could, that, that could really gather a five better than the DMV five, man. That's, 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 all, I, that's all I'm going to say, man, you know? Listen, man, it's your show. I'm going to let you have the last word because it's your show. And I respect you dudes. So I'm going to let you have that. I'm just going to leave it at that. I, it's your show. <laughs> It's your show, so I'm gonna let y'all end with that. But everybody know what New York is about, so that, that's all I'm gonna say, baby. That's, that's, that's all <laughs> honorable I'm man, you you an honorable man, you an honorable man, Coach. Well, we just want to thank you again for coming on, man. Wish you guys the best of luck on Wednesday at St. Francis, Brooklyn, and uh, this weekend um, versus Kanisha, man. And I'm definitely knocking on wood for y'all, man. We don't we never want to wish no, no. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to jinx y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't even mention it, man. Don't even say. We wish y'all health and, and safety throughout the rest of this year, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. You guys stay safe, man. Masked up. Make sure you guys wear your mask. Count your blessings, man. Every day is a blessing that we're here. And I definitely appreciate you guys having me on, man. Continue success. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot, Coach. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys, man. Take it easy. Yes, sir. All righty, guys. That was Shaheen Holloway, the head coach of St. Peter's men's basketball, man. He is always, always a character, man. He's always great, great, great to talk to, man. So we definitely appreciate uh, Coach Holloway, man. They were able to go and get a win over uh, St. Francis Brooklyn. Um, so they are looking forward to their Mac, uh, matchup this weekend with Canisius, barring anything unforeseen. You know, as you heard Coach Holloway talking about in that in, in the interview, we don't want to jinx it or anything like that. So, um, but those guys are off to a great start, Andrew, man. I mean, I think they're definitely going to be um, one of the favorites, if not the favorites in the MAC. I mean, we're, we're waiting on Sienna to, to, to get going, man. So, I mean, if I had to, you know, to pick a favorite right now, I, I think I'd definitely put the, the Peacocks at, at the top of that list right now in the MAC. Yeah, man, I think the match is going to be interesting, man. We just saw, obviously, uh, Quinnipiac, who knew just broke that, that they're going to have to go on a, um, a more extended pause after a more confirmed positive COVID uh, test, man. So you definitely feel for those guys at Sienna and, and, and Quinnipiac. You know, Sienna has not been able to start their season yet. Um, so, I mean, who knows what they're really going to look like once they do get rolling, um, how many games they're really going to be able to get in. Um, so I, I think it's going to take that Santa team a little bit of time to kind of get in rhythm just because a lot of these teams have played, you know, six, eight games, you know, four to six conference games even by the time they're going to be able to play. Um, so I think, you know, they're, they're kind of um, definitely going to be interesting, but it's going to be a question mark as to, you know, 
what they're gonna look like when the season starts. Um, but like I said, man, like like I mentioned earlier in the show, man, I'm 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 definitely surprised. Um, you know that Maris was able to get those two wins at Manhattan over a good Manhattan team. You know, I don't want to understate that. You know, Manhattan definitely had a lot of talent on that roster, as we know, man. But um, I think you know from from playing against uh, Coach Dunn, who's at St. Peter's in the MAC. Um, his teams are always, always tough, man. They always defended. Um, I remember back back in that in that rec gym at St. Peter's, man. It was it was always tough going down there and winning, man. And I think he's definitely be able to carry that over to Maris, um, and get some guys in there who kind of have have embraced that system, man. But um, I think that that you know we'll we'll see what happens, man. I'm, I'm also sad to see Iona. Um, you know that was kind of a big question mark this year as well. We didn't really know what they were going to look like under Coach Patino. You know we know what Coach Patino was going to bring, obviously being that Hall of Fame coach that he is. You know, but you know, kind of an adjustment. You know, coming to the MAC, you know, new players. Um, you don't really know the style of play that they're going to bring. Um, and they kind of I won't say they struggle, but they didn't really start off too hot. But it seems to me that they're kind of trending in the right direction, man. Obviously they were able to win those two um games at Ryder. Isaiah Ross has been playing. Uh, exceptional for them. He's averaged he averaged almost 22 points per game, um, 21 and a half points per game in that series uh, over Ryder this weekend. He's kind of been, um, you know, their 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 guy this season. Uh, so I mean, I think if they can continue to rely on him, he's definitely somebody who can fill it up. Clearly, uh, I think them also getting Asante gifts back. Um, it's huge, man. Obviously, he missed a couple games earlier in the season. He's been a part of those teams that have been to the NCAA tournament, so he kind of knows what they do um, at Iona. So I think he's going to be a key for Coach Patino, um, whether he's going to start him, whether he's going to bring him off the bench. Um, but whatever role he does play this year, I think he's going to be a guy who kind of knows how to play Iona basketball. He's been in the tournament, won a lot of games. Um, obviously, you know, going back to, you know, just playing with that with that culture with guys like EJ Crawford and uh, Tawan Aji and all those guys, man, um, from, from from the past couple of years that we were able to get into the tournament, um, he's he's kind of that one guy who's been able to kind of stay um, consistent in, in the rotation. So I think um, I'm definitely excited to see what they're going to look like going forward, man. I think that's going to be a team that's going to get better as the year goes on because we know they do have that championship pedigree from guys like Asante Gis, um and also clearly from their coach, Patino, who's a national championship winning coach. So um, I think that that is going to be a team that's going to get better as the year goes on. Um, so I think – um, but, you know, talking about St. Peter's specifically, man, um, we, we mentioned this with Coach Holloway. I mean, I think I think the best thing about them is they have multiple guys. You know, it's not like they have, you know, one or two guys that stand out. You have a lot of guys on that roster who can score, um, but they're chippy. I mean, like, they are chippy, tough dudes. Man, a lot of them guys are from New York City. Um, you know, they're tough. They defend. Um, and it's grinding, man. I mean, they, they they really getting out the mud. He said they don't even have a home gym. I mean, can you imagine that? They, don't, they can't practice in their own gym. Um, you know, they, they obviously having to play back-to-back games. I mean, they're, they're still able to, you know, have been able to get off to a great start. You know, they're 3-1 Mac play. So, I mean, they have all the chips that against them, um, you know, with their situation. But um, those guys are just tough, tough. And I think they're also going to be a team that is going to be there at the end of the year. Obviously, they were able to knock off Iowa last year in the tournament. So I think that that group has some confidence. All those players who were there last year who were able to feel that win. Um, and then obviously I think they've been able to carry it over into this season. So um, I think those are the teams that I kind of stuck out to me thus far um, in the MAC. Yeah, the MAC is definitely going to be a lot of fun this year. I mean, it, it's, it's absolute pandemonium. I mean, as we saw, Iona just, just swept Ryder on the road. They're 3-1. They're and one, um, Tied with Maris and St. Peter's, who are also 3-1 and one in the conference right now. I mean, you got a team like a Niagara who gets swept by by St. Peter's the first weekend, and then they turn around and they sweep Fairfield the next weekend. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's really going to be day-to-day, week-to-week. And then, and then you have teams like Quinnipiac and Siena who haven't played a conference game yet. So, I mean, it really is day-to-day, weekend-to-weekend. You have to really take it day it day 
by day um, in the MAC to see, you know, you never really know, you know, when your next game is going to be and who it's going to be against. I mean, a team like Siena, they just scheduled their first four games. I mean, they're, they're going to be playing four games um, in a schedule of about, I think it's six days. They're playing um, January 3rd and 4th against Monmouth. Um, and then they're going to play January 8th and 9th against Canisius. So, I mean, they're going to play They're going to play four MAC games in a span of six days from the 3rd to the 9th. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be in a, in a scramble to try to get those 13 games in because as we know, the NCAA said you have to play um, 13 games in order to be tournament eligible. So, they're going to be in a jam trying to get those games in. Um, and then, you know, hopefully they, they, can, they, can, they can, you know, evade COVID-19 and not have any more parts because they, they have another part. It's going to be extremely tough for them to get to that number um, of 13. I mean, Quinnipiac has luckily has already played, you know, four games. Um, so, so they're in a little bit better spot, but they're going to have to, they're going to have to probably do a lot of shuffling around their schedule as well um, to make sure that they can get to that, that 13 game number. So, I mean, as always, man, like, like, like you know, man, I mean, me and you played in this conference. It, it's always, you know, nightly, nightly, night, uh, nightly basis. You don't know what you're going to get, you know, so the Mac is always a lot of fun. And that's not going to change this year. Sure. But right now it's time for the, for the craziest thing. We saw our favorite segment of the week, man. This week, I, I definitely want to talk about this, man. Cleveland State Junior, Demoy Hodge. I mean, he scored a career high forty six points uh, on his birthday, man. It was a twenty second birthday, and he had a career high forty six and a win over Purdue Fort Wayne. Those guys are off to a two and zero start um, in the Horizon League. Um, I mean, but the, the crazy thing to me, I mean, this guy had forty six. It wasn't like he was averaging twenty. It wasn't like he was. I mean, this guy's previous. Three performances on the season were four points, 14 points, five points, and then he goes off for 46 points. I mean, what? I mean, that guy, I want to know what he ate on, on his pregame meal this day. I mean, he must have had some crazy pregame meal. He must have had some crazy tunes in the, in the headphones, man. I would let him know what he was listening to on this day. To, to, to what, what got into him? I mean, 46, man, that, that, that is a crazy number. I think that, that's the highest point total we've seen all year in Division One basketball. Uh, I don't think anybody has eclipsed that. So, I mean, Demoy Hodge, man, career-high 46 points on his birthday. That, that was a crazy thing, thing that I saw um, this week. Yeah, I mean, first of all, what a, what a, what an average booster. I mean, I mean, you know, going from the single digits, he throw a 46 in there. His average is going to be looking real nice after this game, He's man. averaging 17 points a game now after that game. I mean, before that, I mean, like I said, do four. 14, 5, and now he's averaging 17 a game. I mean, he's the only guy on his team even averaging double figures. It's crazy because, like you said earlier, I mean, people State was a team. They were – they played Ohio, and they were on a what? They were on a 46-0 run versus them, and then all of a sudden now he gets 46. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. And I think, you know, I mean, this this from a player standpoint, I mean, you know, imagine imagine you on the court. Like, imagine the scout report for this guy with 40 games. He's probably averaging, you know, 7 – eight points a game. Coach probably like, yeah, you know, we're going to let him shoot or whatever. And then <laughs> you play and he's first one going, second going. And he's like, oh, all right, he got 25. He got 30. Like, uh, 45, he's like, yo, who scout was this? For real, right. Who, who, who scout was this? Looking because, to the bench like, hmm? Yo, what? Like, who, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't telling me about this dude. You know what I'm saying? That, that's the one to have the coach shaking his head, man. Somebody. I mean, he made 10 threes. He was 10 for 15 from three-point line. 15 for 23 from the game. I mean, I, I think if I remember correctly, he had like nine threes in the first half. Some, some, something of that short, but I mean, 10 threes for the game. Finishes with 46 points, seven rebounds, and three assists in 32 minutes. I mean, the rest of his team, the rest of the rest of the starting lineup, I mean, he's 15 for 23 from the floor. Then we have a one for two, one for three, two for five, six for nine. I mean, he, he was the only person even in double-digit shot attempts. Nobody else on his team even shot the ball 
10 times. I mean, and he was 15 for 23. So he scored 46 of his team's 89 points. So more than half of his team's points on that night came from him, man. So, I mean, I, I, I would be, I'll be curious to know what the scouting report was for that, man. I mean, this was the second night of a back-to-back. They had lost – I mean, they, they, they had beaten Purdue-Fort Wayne the night before, 63 uh, to, to 61. I mean, in the game before, he had five points. So, I mean, you see him one day, he has five points, two for eight, one for four from the floor. The next thing you know, the next day he puts 46 on you. So, I want to know what changed from game one to game two. It had to be it had to be the pregame meal, man. I, I have to get over there and make a phone call and see what they changed in the pregame meal. Either that or it was whatever he he put in the headphones, man. One of the two was, was different from night one to night two, man. I mean, I, I, I really would be pressed to find out what that was. Nah, yeah, man. We got to ask some questions, man, because – that's definitely unforeseen, man. But I think um, we got to get into, man, games, some games to look forward to um, of the weekend, man. I'm going to start it off with a uh, game I'm really looking forward to. I know we talked a lot about this Gonzaga team, man, but I'm really looking forward to that matchup they have um, against UVA, man. I think that's going to be a big-time matchup this weekend. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Gonzaga in that matchup. You know, but the way – I think it's going to be a, a contrast in style if you have Gonzaga who's – uh, uh, High-scoring offense, you know, very potent, multiple double-figure scores, and then a Virginia team who is known to, you know, lock up, man, and play that slower-paced game, play in the half court. They're going to play that pack line defense, um, make you shoot the three over them. They're not going to let you get in the lane. So I think it's going to be two very contrasting styles. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see, um, you know, which one will prevail. I tend to think that, you know, most times uh, good offense beat, beats good defense. So I, I think when you have, uh, you know, a team like Gonzaga who can score like they can, um, I, I do think that they're going to be able to come out on top. Um, but then we also have uh, the game of the week that I think uh, is, is, you know, going to be a, a barn burner out of the um, SoCon. It's going to be Chattanooga and Furman. Um, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but, you know, Chattanooga getting off to a 9-0 start. Um, they're going to start their conference slate with a matchup against Furman, who, you know, main thought at the beginning of the season was going to be, you know, the, the team to come out of that league and go to the NCAA tournament. So um, I think this is going to be a matchup of uh, two teams that definitely could have some heavy implications down the line when, when it comes to uh, SoCon tournament seeding and things like that, man. So those are the two games that I'm going to have my eye on this weekend. But um, I know there's tons, tons of more games as well. Yeah, I mean, you talked about about Chattanooga Furman. I mean, another game in the SoCon is going to be Wofford and Mercer. Um, that game is going to take place Tuesday. It's going to be a nationally, nationally televised game, ESPNU, 7 p.m. I mean, definitely um, you're going to want to watch that game. And that, that is a game that you're not going to want to miss. Um, Mercer is 7-1 and one on the year. Um, Wofford is three and three, but they, they their losses are to great teams. They lost to Richmond, South Florida, and Texas A and M. So they, they they are no slouch at all. They're they're always a player um, in the SoCon. Obviously, that that's um, Fletcher McGee uh, for for your college basketball junkies who who probably have heard of that school. But Wofford is going to be very very good team in that conference. Obviously, Chattanooga is nine and zero. Um, Mercer's off to a seven and one start. They have some huge wins, um, beating Georgia Tech um, early on in the year. Um, and then, obviously, as well, um, Furman. I mean, F- Furman is, is an extremely good team. So, I mean, that that, that conference, uh, as, we've, as we've talked a bunch about um, on this show, man, that, that conference is going to be – if I had to pick uh, the best mid-major conference on the East Coast, I mean, outside of the A-10, um, it would definitely be the SOCOM for me, man. I mean, that's going to be an extremely fun uh, conference to watch. So, those both are two games. Um, Wofford Mercer on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, you're going to see Chattanooga and Furman uh, out of the SOCOM. Drew mentioned Gonzaga, Virginia. Um, Wednesday, we're going to have a, 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 a bunch of uh, A-10 games as well. We're going to see uh, Davidson 
Davidson and Richmond, St. Bonaventure, URI, and Duquesne and St. Louis, all six of those teams are teams that are going to be in the top half of that conference. So um, all three of those games are games that you're going to want to circle on your calendar. Davidson just came off a 20-point victory uh, over Vanderbilt. Um, so they are, they are extremely good. Uh, we saw them also beat URI. Um, that was a televised game last, last week. So Davidson is, is, is going to be a top half of the A-10 team, as well as Richmond um, looking to rebound from that loss to Hofstra. And then uh, Bonnie's, uh, I said earlier in this show, that that's going to be my sleeper in the A-10. They're really good. Um, they're going to go against URI and then Duquesne and St. Louis. And then also, talked a little bit about this earlier in the show, man, Murray State-Belmont, I mean, the class of the OVC. That's always a fun game. They're going to score off next Wednesday. Um and a matchup that, 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 that's going to definitely have implications um, going forward when we talk about not only seating in the OVC, but that could potentially be a game that we talk about um, for at-large bids. I mean, last year, um, I, mean, I mean, pretty much every year, that, that, that conference is, is in play for, for at-large bids. So that game is going to be one to watch um, for sure uh, out of the OVC, Murray State, Belmont. So one thing, we're going to have a jam-packed day of, day of hoops, man. You're going to have a lot of great mid-major games um, going, on, going on on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, definitely, definitely going to be looking at that St. Bonnie's versus URI game. I think, obviously, Bonnie's had the delay. They've only played two games thus far, but I think they've looked good um, in the games that, that, that they have played. Um, I think Davidson's a very underrated team out of the A-10, man. We know, you know, Bob McKillop is, is one of the great coaches in that league. Um, he's going to have his team ready. Um, we know the, the star power that they have with, you know, Kellen Grady, you know, you know, you know um, what he's going to be able to bring to the table each and every night. So um, I think Davidson definitely the team that's going to be there at the end of the year, man. Um, but, you know, like Ace said, um, make sure you guys are tuned in to those games. Um, but you know, definitely don't want to uh, end this segment, man, without, you know, talking about Keontae Johnson again, man. Um, it just came out recently that, um, you know, they, they diagnosed him with the heart condition that um, many believe could be COVID-related. Like, uh, um it's been found that, you know, the, the condition that he has has been like a side effect um, of of COVID, you know, afterwards, man. So um, it's, um, myocarditis is what it's called. It's, it's inflammation of the heart. So um, that's basically what, what, what the doctors think think that, that, that he had. And if it is myocarditis, that that is something that has been linked um, to, to COVID-19. So I think that's going to be something to, to, to watch. Um, I talked to one of his teammates, and he was saying that, that they're not sure if he had a, a pre-existing heart condition. Um, maybe like they said that he might have had an enlarged heart, but they're not sure if that was a pre-existing thing or that something that was related um, to his myocarditis, which is inflammation um, of the heart. And if that is related to COVID, it's going to be interesting to see what college basketball um, decides because if, if this comes back, because obviously we know Kate had uh, COVID-19 back earlier in the summertime. So if this is one of the things that, that comes out that it could potentially be, you know, a side effect of COVID, it's going to be interesting to see how the NCAA moves. Um, and honestly, the entire sporting world, man, because if these athletes have COVID and they're going to be at risk for this condition, you know, you can't have guys playing with this condition. But, I mean, obviously we know that, you know, the NCAA is, is hard-pressed to have NCAA tournament this year and to keep the season going. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I'm glad Keontae is okay. He's left the hospital. He's went home um, to be with his family for the holidays, man. They, they said that uh, he unfortunately is not going to be able to play the rest of the season. Um, so definitely, definitely prayers go out to him, man. Definitely such, such a big loss to a, to a young kid, you know, anytime you can't play the game that you love. So our prayers, our thoughts and prayers are going to be with Keontae and, and his family and that, and that Florida team. They have to you know, navigate the season without their best player. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting, man, just see what the NCAA does um, with this information. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it really comes down to, man, like, this is a game, you know, at, at the end of the day, man. And, and if, 
you know, I'm I'm gonna trust the people who who get paid to you know look at hearts and and do this kind of research uh, for a living, man. But I mean, if it comes out that you know players are players who have had COVID are at a higher risk at developing this condition, um, I mean, I don't know if it's worth it to to to, to play this year, man. Until we have a vaccine, until we can kind of put this in the rearview mirror, because. I mean, the last thing you want, God forbid, man, is, is for somebody to to lose their life, you know, over this, uh, over a game, you know, over something that um, happened because the NCAA just wanted to make make some money and, you know, play games. I know players and coaches, we all want to play, man, but at the end of the day, I'm sure we all want to be able to go home to our family too, you know, and uh, uh, live after after basketball, man. Whenever this game is, is, is done for all of us, um, which will be at some point for everybody, uh, we want to be able to live life. You know, I think – if this is something that um, is is putting kids at danger, I think you know we 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 can't you like morally you 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 can't allow this season to continue. Um, if this is something that's putting people's life in danger, I mean that was probably one of the scariest things that we saw. Um, you know, obviously him him passing out on the court, man, was just like, I mean, and we've seen players, you know, Len Bias and Reggie Williams and and you know Hank Gathers, and I mean the list goes on and on of guys who has to come to this kind of thing, man, these heart conditions. Um, uh, obviously, Len Bias didn't have a heart condition, but, um, you know, guys like Hank Gathers, man, I mean, it's, 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 it's extremely sad, man. It's something that you absolutely cannot risk um, at this point, um, especially, you know, with, with, with the times that we're in now, man. I think it's just, um, you know, so we're going to have to wait and see, man. You know, I, I, I'm glad that he's okay. I'm glad that he's doing well and, and talking and, you know, he's able to be with his family for the holidays, man, but, um, I'm praying that, you know, the NCAA does what's right, man, and does what's in the best interest of the kids um, and, and, and their futures. Yep. So definitely give me something to follow, man. That's going to do it for this episode of the Auto Bid, man, as always. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. As I said in the beginning of the show, make sure you guys like, subscribe, get, give, give us a rating, man. Make sure you're telling your friends, tell a friend, tune into the Auto Bid, man. If you guys like college basketball, if you like mid-major college basketball, man, this is the only place to get it. So make sure you guys are tuned in to all of our episodes, man. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody, man. Enjoy your, enjoy your Christmas with your families. Happy New Year's, man. Uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever to celebrate, whatever holiday you celebrate, man. Enjoy time with your families, man. Stay safe. Um, wear a mask, man. As our guy John Rothstein says, stay positive. Test negative. Until next time, man, we are going let my man pull up Tay take us out with some music, man, and uh happy holidays. It's time to get a check, boy. You want the sideline, you ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to protect, boy. You bitten on me. What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot, I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.